0: Are we on? DJ and PK,
1: the savings are on at Ken Garth West Valley Jeep. Stop by during Jeep Adventure Days and take advantage of our special offers on select new models, whatever you're looking for. They've got it at West Valley Jeep. I hear you.
0: (laughs) That's their ads. I was going to say while you are looking it up, the announcements that the Phillies are going to hire Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi,
1: back at it. Mm -hmm. Fixing Philadelphia. Uh, I'd say improving them. Okay. And now we're south of where he once was. Oh, for Sure. sure. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer, but not much. So the Jazz open the season with a win. They take down Oklahoma City, one hundred and ninety-five. Lots of question marks for everybody going in the season. Lots of changes. And we were talking yesterday. I was, uh, you know, the Jazz have been off to a bunch of mediocre starts. Where they're ten and ten, they're nine and eleven, that kind of yeah, stuff. One and zero last year. So they have finished really fast sure. every year. Yep. So when you're looking at it, this is what we were talking about yesterday. Except the conversation I had with a, a Jazz guy named Dennis. Uh, No comment. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. You're in sports radio. That doesn't bode well. No (laughs) comment. We got a comment. Uh, Okay, wink your eye. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) I know. I'm just joking. (laughs) I just shook my head. It was not Dennis. But we're not going to go through who it wasn't so you can figure out who it was. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, anyway, I was saying, hey, start 12-8 and 8 this year. You don't have to be great out of the gate. I agree. But if you're going to improve, you're not going to improve on the second half of the season because the second half of the season has been outstanding. They've had a bunch of great finishes. And I think the 31-5 and 5 was the best one. But so if, off the
0: charts, yeah. Yeah,
1: but if you told me this year they were going to 31-10 and 10 in the second half, I'd think, yeah, that, they, they probably can do something like that. They're not going to finish much better. If they're going to be better, they have to be better in the first half of the season. That's where there are wins to pick up. And you went a step further for the column you wrote, and you said, hey, they have had a losing record in January. How many, how many times has that happened? Well, last couple. last couple? Yeah, <laughs> and that's really all that matters. So this is where the wins need to be picked up. Agreed. And so the conversation started with this Jazz person saying, I, I heard you talking about the 12-8 and 8 and the faster start thing. And mm-hmm. there's a pause. And I get it. Comma, but and then went into kind of the uh, doubts isn't the right word. Um, the questions they have about how things are going to go, and not just how things are going to go, but how quickly. I think the word is concern. Go. Yeah, concern. Um, and one of the things, and it's funny because you know you can't you can't know everything. Now when you're in charge, you can't get up there and say, hey, I don't know. I mean, nobody wants to hear that from you at a press conference. So you have to project the confidence that this is all going to work out. But deep down, you don't know for sure. It's kind of what uh, his first cousin of what Jeff Grimes was telling us yesterday. You know, he's got a trick play. He thinks it's going to work. He knows it's worked in other games. He thinks the defense is set up for it. But the ball gets snapped and stuff happens. And guys slip or whatever. So the a couple of the things spotlighter were um, – the favors loss on defense, the defensive numbers with favors really are, they can be so good. And how long was it going to take to figure all that out? And what worried them about the preseason wasn't the four games with the high scoring. It was the fact, and the positive was, there was more concern among even the players than they would let on in an interview or that. Because the first game you can write off and say, well, Rudy didn't play. And even the second game, there isn't as much concern because it is the preseason. It's Rudy's first game. But by, like, the third and fourth one, they were actually playing harder, trying right. harder, and it still wasn't producing results. And that's a little concerning. They are a little smaller. They aren't as tough and athletic. I mean, you know, Crowder brought something. Now, you had to give them up to go get the shooting you wanted to add, but you still you gave up this physical presence. And one of the other things is, like, hey, the backup point – You know, Dante's is still not ready to go. And Moutier, you know, there's questions. They brought him in because they think he's going to be okay. But it's one of those things where, you know, the, the development staff has a good record of bringing guys in and developing and either making their strengths better or helping guys kind of eliminate or minimize the weaknesses. But it takes time. And, you know, in the middle of the summer, the hope was, well, we're going to have time because he's going to be third string. Well, you get to the opening day, he's not third string. So even before the game, and Munier goes out and plays great. You already brought it up. People are all over Facebook after the game. But even before the game, they didn't know that for sure. Now, is he going to play great six games out of ten or eight games out of ten or three games out of ten? I think even that remains to be seen. So, you know, they're walking around with a doubt. And the thing I said back to him is, I get you have all these things to work on, but Portland's got a bunch of new guys, and their management's probably saying the same thing quietly about their team. Certainly the Clippers and Lakers, the Rockets have got to figure out, and they'll project, oh, it'll be great with Harden and Westbrook, but they still have to figure out how it will be great with Harden and Westbrook. So I think in these first 20 games, yes, the Jazz are working on stuff, but so is everybody else, and you just got to win a little more – Hey. Winning half of them is your share of them. Win a little more than your share of them. If you just get out of this first 20, 12, and 8, get to that point in January you're talking about, if you go 12 and 8 again, you finish 31 and 10, you're sitting on 55 wins. 55 wins this year, i got to believe you're a 2 or 3 seed. I think they will. So it will be twelve and eight. That was cool. But I was watching people ride the roller coaster, and I was thinking about what this guy told me about. You know, who's the people? When you say watching the people, w- watching fans at okay. the game. I, I was watching fans ride the roller coaster, man. The, the first quarter, it's like, are they just going to come? Are you out? We talking
0: about last night. Yeah. Oh, individual. Okay. Yeah. No, I was season.
1: watching the first in the first quarter of the first game, and it's on. And the Jazz come out and I'm like, okay, well. They probably can't do that every quarter all year, but didn't. that was awesome. No. They didn't. It's no. an
0: NBA game. they are going to be runs. I'm not going to be worried about that. The thing that I loved, it was a close game. There actually was a deficit. And it was the fourth quarter, and that's the old cliche, winning time. And yep. they won in winning time, yes. which then translates to winning the game. And Donovan Mitchell took over, played with such level of confidence. And bogey, hitting a triple bogey in the corner. And Moutier, yeah, I think Moutier can do what he does because what he did
1: is nothing that he can't do all the time. Yeah, but I think the question is how many times do you do it out of 10 games? I can I mean, see him doing it seven. That And that would be awesome. That, his because,
0: skill set, taking the ball to the basket
1: and be strong and those types of things. They can put him in a lineup that gives him a chance to do that. You can do that. It's not see, like he was relying on a bunch of threes. The cool thing is, uh, you know, we've been talking about the five guys, right, the five guys, and they're not probably going to start the game. They can't play together all the time, but they're going to close the game together, but I thought they were taking control of that game when they still had some of the other guys in. They had a lineup going. Royce O'Neal was still on the floor. Moody was still on the floor, and they were making a run and taking control of the game, and they hadn't gone to the five guys that we all assumed were going to close, and who knows if we assumed right or not, but that's what we assumed. They kicked (laughs) A. People, get
0: on our app. Did they kick A or not? They kicked A. Okay. Just like my good friend Dave Rose. He kicked A on cancer. He going to kick A on the heart attack. He going to kick A, and he did kick A, on the Utes. The guy kicks A. And I texted him this morning. He's a B.A. They got B.A.s on his team this year. And they got skill. When you combine BA with skill, you got something. And these guys got that. They got something here. Get excited! Don't. I'm sick and tired of fans approaching it from the. We're just like, oh no, this could go wrong. That could go wrong. This could go. Who cares if it goes
1: wrong? It's sports, people. You want to fill in the Dave Rose stuff, because some people know, but not everyone. Well, does. they, they came man. out yesterday,
0: he had a heart, heart attack, attack the other
1: day. Bad. What's today, Thursday had a Tuesday? Yeah. And there's now pictures of him in the hospital and he's had visitors and he's up walking around, so he's good for a him. tough right. you
0: know what. He's always been that way. I've known him for twenty
1: five years. The grinder down. Love coaching, the dude. Grinder coaching yes. junior college ball.
0: Absolutely, man. He overachieved. The West Coast Conference did him in a little bit, but that wasn't him. That was the football. Other than that, yeah, he's he beat pancreatic cancer. My gosh, how tough is he? And now this thing here, if there's any way possible he can beat it, he will beat it. And I look at these guys, the Jazz, they've got a lot of skill with attitude. When Bogdanovich hit that three in front of the OKC bench, the first game he's all fired up. I loved it. That's what I want to see. Play with passion and emotion. We saw that at a BYU football this week. And look at what the result was. It was beyond our dreams, really, to to play like that. And they did. So you're capable of doing it. I don't know if BYU can do it over and over again. But I'm pretty sure that the Jazz have enough left in the tank to get where they're supposed to be. And their coaching staff is good enough. They have every opportunity to be successful. Will they win it all? Probably not. I'm not saying that. But this is just See, I look at this thing as this isn't a trial run this year, but this is a two year process. And let's see how good you can be this year and then set it up for next year. Because there's a little bit of a history of teams getting together and then taking a little time. Hornacek traded midseason next year. They go to the conference finals. Right. Pau Gasol traded midseason. They go to the NBA finals. And then after that, they win a couple. Right. So there's there's. Well,
1: LeBron going to Miami. They didn't win it his first year, but they won it his second.
0: We've seen that happen. So have a good run this year, and then really set yourselves up next year, too. That's what I'm looking at. It's
1: not just a two-year team. It's a two-year league. So I would say that there are a lot of teams that have a lot of guys signed for two years. And the summer of 2021 ought to be crazy. Free agency ought to be nuts. Twitter should explode. But... Somebody. The thing is, when this many teams make this many moves, so do you look then at Denver and Milwaukee because they're the two teams that largely stood pat. I mean, they had a couple changes. Uh, yeah, but when we get to the spring, I mean, let's let me at least because otherwise, I mean, some
0: turkey and mashed potatoes first before <laughs> I start projecting the spring. No, let's go. Now I want to revel in the one and zero. Oh. I want to revel in the 1 and 0 and take the positives. And to me, there were plenty of positives. There were way more positives than negatives.
1: Daniel's not buying it. The Jazz played okay. Overall great no, C. They didn't play okay. They played okay C. Conley and Green struggled. Moody surprised. Mitchell played out of his mind and Rudy played the way we expected. I don't Sus- think Mitchell played out of his mind. Sustainability now with wins over the Lakers that,
0: and Kings. That's my very point is I think Mitchell is sustainable.
1: You think he's 30 point a game guy? Because we talked about if he shoots the three better, and he didn't really. It's not that he shot the three better last night. It was more about having him in space and attacking the rim.
0: See, Mitchell's a smart kid. I think we all agree on that. And so then he knows, all right, Conley's shot isn't falling. First game, big contract, a lot of expectations. He's hyped up. It happens. We've seen it happen. No big deal. When he gets in his groove, he'll be fine, right? So I think Mitchell's scoring a little bit more in that game because he knows, hey, I got Conley over here who happens to be ice cold on this particular night. You know, when you look back to Mitchell, he was rolling out one of 11, three of 21s earlier in when he was first anointed and given the mantle basically two years ago. If you go look at his stats, they were awful in the beginning. I'm thinking of Quinn Snyder. What the heck are you doing? Turns out Quinn Snyder knows a heck of a lot more than the rest of us. And what he was doing was setting the foundation for something great. And we're seeing it now. So I think Mitchell scored a little bit more because he knew full well, look, he's off a little bit. So, and I'm on. I'm feeling it tonight, man. And so go ahead and do that. Will, I, will he average 30 points? Probably not. But does he need to average 30 points for this team to win in the 50s and get competitive in the second round? Probably not either. So I think it was a circumstantial thing that led his scoring to go up a little bit. And that's fine. No problem. No problem in, with that because there'll be other nights that Conley will be able to, obviously there'll be other nights, probably be tomorrow night where he'll be fine offensively. So they will have more points out of the starting backcourt than they had last night, but nobody will hit 30.
1: Josh tweets at us, it was a roller coaster for sure, but I'm sure they'll figure things out. It was an NBA game is what it was. An NBA game against a team with quality players. And if you win while well, you're figuring things out and getting better, you're in a pretty good and spot. And it was
0: winning time, and I, I can't say they dominated, but they were certainly because... 32-21,
1: uh, that's about as good yeah, as quarter quarter's going to be.
0: But yet it was a situation where it was a two-point game late. When Gallinari hits the okay, three... Okay, so yes,
1: they didn't dominate the game, but they dominated the quarter. I mean, you're right, they didn't blow them off the floor. There was plenty of tension in the final 60 seconds. In the final 60 seconds, it still could have gone so the other way. that's why I don't
0: think they dominated. But they were very good in the clutch time of an NBA game, which is what matters. And Mitchell was sensational. And my man, Bogey, hits the triple bogey. And what did he say? (laughs) What did he say? What did he say? I will break you. (laughs) I want somebody. Give me a better impersonation before Tony Parks gets in here at 10. Then
1: I will break you. A Bogdanovich. Craig Bullerjack joining us next. Joe Ingalls after that. Stay with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I must break you. Join the big show Friday from 3 to 6 at the grand opening of Robin Sports at 110 West Center Street in Bountiful. Time to talk a little jazz basketball with the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease well, any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Bowler, you know a lot. You're in practices. You can't know everything, though. We were talking earlier, I was talking to some jazz folk before the game about, you know, some of the concerns they had, the stuff that had to get better, and how long would it take to get better, and how many games did they win or lose while it was getting better. So there's always some small surprises. What happened in the game last night? One thing you totally expected, and it happened, and then one thing that surprised you.
2: Well, one thing that surprised me, I'll start there. I think uh, Mike Conley looked tight, uh, one of 16, maybe proves that out, uh, forcing shots and maybe the uh, the pressure of a new team for the first time in, what, 12 years. Uh, you know, I think we saw that in preseason, too. I don't think you see it again, but it was a surprise to me. The other part of it, um, I wasn't surprised uh, that Royce O'Neal started. Uh, and was very effective. He didn't miss a shot in six attempts. And Joe handled his uh, new role, you know, with what Joe does. I mean, he still, you know, did his thing when he when he, when he was called upon. Didn't take a lot of shots, which is going to be different for him this year. He's more of a decoy and then also a feeder, you know, with his assist abilities. But uh, you know, I, I saw good things. I saw improvement in defense. They held uh, what OKC to. To 95 points and 36% shooting so that's an improvement from what we saw in that final preseason game uh, of a week ago so the other part of it was the incredible magnificence of Donovan Mitchell in the second half he didn't take a shot guys until halfway through the second quarter and then he just blossomed. And as he usually does, as we saw last year, he's a terrific half, second-half player. And he dominated and took over the game when the Jazz needed to. They blew a 13-point lead uh, and then trailed by eight and then came back to win by five. So uh, despite the, the woes by Connolly, Donovan uh, was able to uh, elevate his game to what looked to be all-star status in game one.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, no argument there. Absolutely, he's my early candidate for Player of the Week. It's a short
2: week, but you get the point. <laughs> sure enough, was, I, you know he PK. Honestly, he he was uh, it, he looked obviously healthy, fresh. Despite playing overseas on you know Team USA, uh, but you know he he told us and I, he's told the press, he's told me the same thing. Look, he wants to. Uh, be more efficient. He wants to play better defense. He wanted to come back in shape and let uh, make fewer mistakes. And I thought last night he kind of achieved all achieved all that one turnover in over thirty six minutes of play. And uh, I don't think you can ask for much uh, for much more out of that young man. And, and what's crazy? Third year. I mean, that's when most players take that leap. PK. And I think you saw the first step in doing it last night.
0: Yeah, I know. I sucked my first two years of radio, and since the third year, it's been lights out.
2: You took and, off, yeah, man. It was no a question. totally different—we you know, talked about you during that course. Don't worry, <laughs> but the third year, all-star.
0: So I'm going to give you something here, and I'm not looking for any credit. No remuneration, nothing. But they've been okay. calling Bogdanovich bogey. So when yeah. he hits a three, it is now known as a triple bogey.
2: A triple bogey. I like yes. it.
0: And then you can say, when he hits that big three like he did, you can break out with triple bogey. He will break you.
2: He will break
0: you? Yes. I
2: like it. See? How about incoming? Bogey, incoming. You know what I mean? Like a little military.
0: Okay. Know? I was thinking more along with DJ's golf game, triple bogey.
2: Well, that's that's really good, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing this down. All okay, right, here you to go, Bowler. Here's the moment, right? <laughs> right here. Absolutely. Bogdanovich! Yeah.
1: Triple bogey! It's a DJ! He will And then you can plug you. our show. DJ and PK you. tomorrow, 6 to 10 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I think I'll have time to do all that. Yeah, I that promise. He will break yeah, you. Yeah, I like that.
2: I must break you. I must, I must break you. Uh, I tell you, he, he, you know, I, I tell you the one thing about Bogdanovich last night, too, guys, he when he went down i mean he had to go oh, come on you know here's one of your prize you know for you know free agents to come over and uh, the ankle you could tell on the replay kind of rolled it off an ankle and then stubbed his toe and it went down but he got back up off of it pretty quick and the way he you know was helped off the floor i said, ah, there's about you know 5 to 7 games that he's not going to be able to play and in the last instant before the second half got underway there he is parked himself in the corner ready to go and you know he proved a lot to me last night uh, what it takes just to continue to play through some pain in this league and uh, you know I don't know his status as we fly out today I mean overnight things uh, can swell up and it may be an issue but I was impressed he came back and still played a big part of that uh, that game last night he's he's tougher than you know maybe people thought and also uh, DJ and PK, I, I'm impressed with his ability to slash the basket. No I thought he just parked himself in the in the corner uh, because really that's what he was asked to do in Indiana. But he's got that ability to really break it into the paint. He's strong. He can finish. And that's the other part of this that, uh, that has, impressed, has impressed me. Yeah. And then also Moody's play. Um, boy, I don't know if he just thinks in his mind he has nothing to lose. He came here for a reason, to be coached. Uh, to get better, to understand, I think, this system. And it just seems like he's free-flowing in the way that he plays. And uh, he was very aggressive to the rim again last night. Absolutely. And I, I was impressed the way he handled himself.
0: That, to me, that was the number one when I look at pleasant surprises – Mm-hmm. Was and Donovan's Donovan, and he may not have games like that, but he won't need games like that to that level because Conley will play better, and it'll offset that, and they'll still be get they'll actually get more production out of the starting guard, uh, guard lineup, not less. But the thing that I think that they really needed was the play of Moutier because. And it wasn't like he played beyond his capability because he wasn't hitting a bunch of threes that, okay, those things aren't necessarily going to happen game to game. And with a smaller backcourt, Moutier gives you some size and some strength, and he uses it to his advantage because he's one of the bigger guards, particularly at the position he plays. So I don't know that necessarily he could be as good, but I think he can come close to equating what he did against OKC because he's using his physical attributes to his advantage, and he should be able to do that most of the time. So of all the things that I was most impressed about, it was his 23 minutes out on the floor in the production that he gave
3: the team.
2: Yeah, well said, uh, PK. Look, he's 6'3", 200 pounds, and he he, and he threw it around well last night. I like the aggressive, aggressiveness. And, and the point of it, too, is even with Ricky Rubio, there was always that question mark, who is who was really going to be the solid backup. I mean, Dante Hurt, uh, how Metzo Neto seemed like at any time whenever he was given an opportunity uh, to play in that backup role. An injury would strike him, you know, a quad, a hamstring, whatever. Uh, and it's, you know, if this is what the Jazz have, another diamond in the rough. I mean, they found one in Royce O'Neal and now Moutier, who was a high draft pick, you know, years ago, and he's in his fifth year. I I mean, congratulations to the front office and Justin Zanuck and Dennis and the rest to to bring this guy in. And he wanted to be here. That's the beauty of it. And what you just said is spot on. I I think the Jazz have got to feel comfortable with backcourt play now. I really do. First time in a while. And then what do you do with Dante when he's uh, healthy enough to get back on the floor and blend him back in? That could be, you know, where those minutes come from. I guess we'll wait and see.
1: So some of the stuff that went wrong in Game 1, uh, hey, they won anyway, so who cares, Number 1. And number 2, it'll yeah. fix itself. They're not going to shoot 25% from 3. Conley's not going to keep going 1 for 16, you know, all this kind of stuff. But what happened, because it isn't perfect, and OKC isn't the best opponent they're going to face all year, so that was a great Game 1, but what's something you're looking for in Game 2 to see if they can do it a little better or sustain it?
2: Well, you just said, I think, a couple of things. I don't consider – I can't imagine Mike Conley ever going one for 16, worst ball game of his career. And that tells you a lot in, in his 13th season that he's played a lot of hoop. He's been very consistent. You know, He had a career year in Memphis last year. Uh, you know he's had good looks and he seems to be running with the, the team well and making some decisions that have to be made maybe he's still not comfortable new language new lingo and as each game progresses I think he'll find himself more comfortable in the position I know that sounds crazy but I, I can't worry about Mike Conley at the moment because I, his past tells you just why the Jazz valued him so much and brought him in here on the trade so that's one thing, and I think you're spot-on on the other. There are shooters on this team now. not as Even though the Jazz held OKC to 95 points last night, Ed Davis had some defensive moments with a couple of blocked shots, and that was a question mark, too, how active he could be. He's not as big as favors. He's a, he's a slighter build guy, but he hustles and grabs rebounds. So defense last night uh, I thought was better. They were more engaged, locked in. So now the test is on the road with LeBron and Anthony Davis, who will be, what, their, their season home opener after a loss of the Clips. Uh, that'll be a difficult game, man. We know all about LeBron and how he can score in bunches. So the defense will be tested once again in a bigger way, I think, uh, on, on Friday night. And then I think also my eyes will be on Conley to see if he's calmed down. And uh, again, watch the rotations of how Quinn Snyder uses those minutes. But those are a couple things you have to look at. And if you get you know, just improved play from Conley and what Moody brings off the bench, and Donovan is uh, is obviously a, a dynamic player, then, you know, got a shot at it on the road. There's a lot of hype, a lot of pressure in L.A., man. You know, Clippers looking pretty good in Kawhi's debut, and that was even without Paul George. We'll see uh, how the Jazz fare against L.A., the Lakers of L.A. I
0: said this earlier when we were discussing... The game is that one of the things that I liked about Conley was he, he knew full well that the shot wasn't pl- f- falling, right? Everybody knew it. And it was funny to see when he hits the free throw to put him up by four. And then the. Math, math, yeah, and he smiled and he acknowledged, yep. like, gosh, at least the ball went in from here. But the thing that I liked in, in his 15 missed shots, I don't know that any of them were a bad shot. And the thing that I can say watching the ball game is that there was no hesitation. So have that confidence in yourself. You're a proven commodity in this league. And yeah, you yeah, had the, literally the worst shooting night you've ever had. Well, right. at some point you were going to have it. and So get it out of the way in game one. Get it out of the way in a victory, no less, too. It's even better. But I just love the mindset. It didn't look like he was lacking, particularly as he's 1 for 10, 1 for 11, and so on. When the shot came open, take it.
2: He took it. Yeah, and you know, you guys have talked to the Corvers and the Hornacex of the world. I mean, those elite shooters. Uh, scores and you know they always tell me the same thing look i'm gonna have bad nights but it's a short memory pk dj i think that's the most important thing with guys like conley is that you know this is something new to him he hasn't ever been through this but he's that he has that experience and i think fortitude to work through it but i think your point's spot on is that he understood what was happening and the crowd embraced him even more uh, when he turned and said, hey, look, guys, finally I get, a, I, get a, I, get a, I get a point. And the crowd responded to him. Not boos, man. They embraced him. And maybe that helps him in the long run to, to get back on track. But, again, I get questioned this all the time. You know, guys who make millions, uh, they're, they're not supposed to ever have a flaw. Uh, they're not supposed to make mistakes or have an off night. But in reality, that's what it is uh humankind will 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 you know snag you on occasion and you know the 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 question is how do you respond to it i know it sounds philosophical but look even though you make 30 plus mil uh you're not you're going to have a game like this on occasion and i think 2pk and dj you also saw a guy who has left the comfort of Memphis after 12 years and in a new system. Press and a lot of you know a lot of times fans can't believe you can't make that transition. I'm not making excuses for Mike, but I'm just being real here. You got to put yourself in, in everyone's spot when you change a job or you change. You know that that situation just I think builds up on you, and you want to do so well. That's kind of what I saw last night too. The excitement of home opener, new guy running with Donovan, going to make a splash, and still isn't comfortable in his surroundings. And I think that will come.
1: Okay, we got to run because Joe Ingles is coming up, so I just need the five-second answer to this question. But Mitch, Five seconds. M- Mitch tweets at us, it seemed like the Jazz really missed Fave and Crowder's physical presence. Who fills that role now?
2: That's a great question. It has to be Ed Davis. It has to be Jeff Green. And it has to be Royce O'Neill. I think Royce is a tough guy defensively. This is a seven-second question or answer. But I think those three guys come to mind right off the bat. And, of course, uh, the best trash talker in the NBA, the man coming up next, Jingle and Joe, Joe Ingles. Yeah.
1: And Rudy can hurt people on screens.
2: Absolutely. Like yeah. last this. Night.
1: There it is. All right, Bowler, we appreciate it, as always. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. See you soon. Craig Bollerjack joins us every week right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And Joe Ingles is coming up next. The return of the Joe Ingles Show. He's 1-0 and he's back next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take
3: The Zone with you wherever
1: you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on
3: your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. <coughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: He's back by popular request. By popular demand. The Joe Ingles Show returns with Joe Ingles. Join us on the Sprint Special Guest Line lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Joe, good morning.
4: Joe, good morning. Good morning. How we doing?
0: How the hell are you, Joe?
4: <laughs> oh, I had a fantastic summer. <laughs> didn't have to speak to you guys. Oh, oh so, trying to hurt Joe, us. Oh,
0: come on. I, I appreciate the love letters you wrote me, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I I had enough uh, enough tweets to me in the summer about the show coming back <laughs> and when I was going to do it and if I, if I was going to do it. Um, but I just really had to decide if I wanted to spend 20 minutes a week <laughs> talking to you guys or not really.
0: Joe, you got... This year and three more years of doing this, buddy. It's part of the contract.
4: and this year and two more.
0: Three more. Read the contract. Three
4: total. (laughs) I mean, if they want to put me some more on top of that, then we'll start negotiating. (laughs) Oh, yeah, with the word yes.
0: (laughs) Mitchell said you're going nowhere until he retires.
4: It's funny because he's so that, like, literally from day one, to his, his rookie year, it's been his... He said it to me the whole time, like, hey, you're not retiring until I retire, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And we were actually... was we were sitting in breakfast the other day before practice and we were doing, like, the numbers on it just to see. <laughs>
2: yeah. But
4: like, he's about... He's, this is his year now. Right. So he goes and plays this year. And that's the last year of his rookie deal. He's obviously going to sign some massive massive deal that's what five years for way too much money for him (laughs) then that's six years already (laughs) then he's still only going to be like late 20s of that so he's going (laughs) to sign another like four or five year deal here so that's like another 11 12 I'll be like 74 by then
0: (laughs) okay we're up for
4: it no there's no chance (laughs) But I will stick it out with him. I do like him, so I'll,
1: I'll play with him as long as I can. Oh, man. All right, so uh, you're back. The team is back. What did you learn from game one, if anything? Or did you, or do you learn, really, the new guys are in, and even before camp, you're playing pickup stuff, but you're teaching them the offense, and they've watched film and talked to coach and all that, and you you knew a lot of what you saw last night six weeks ago.
4: Um, I think uh, I mean I think you you learn a lot I think a lot every, every pre-season game we've played so far and, and obviously the first regular season game um, it was nice to get a win and, and beat an NBA team but obviously preseason. season uh, I, I, I mean I, I say this probably not knowing much about other teams but I don't think anyone's really playing for, for wins but obviously wins are nice and, and you're trying to get better each game and um for us I think defensively was, was what we learned from the preseason of just locking in and really figuring it out and I think a lot of that too or some of it is, is the personnel and, and Quinn system and um, it's a lot to to take on and we, I mean I think we've always said it every time we've got new guys it takes a bit of time to adjust and, and get used to it um, defensively and offensively so um, to hold that team to, to whatever it was 90 odd points and um, at the end of the day get get a win um, I'm very very confident that Mike's never going to go room for 16 with the Jazz again <laughs> um, so to get a win and, and play through some adversity and Boyan hurt his ankle for a little bit so we, we missed him um, for that little stretch but yeah it was uh, overall happy to get a first up win at home and um, we'll go in and watch film today and there's, there's obviously still plenty we can improve on
0: so yeah when you're incorporating five new guys into the rotation obviously that is going to be something that's going to take a little time and then also too you're not coming off the bench you still played 33 minutes but i'm wondering what is the difference if any in your role with this team as opposed to when you're starting versus when you're coming off the bench the minutes don't vary but with these new guys do you have a new role is it different
4: oh it's definitely different um it's funny, I was actually talking to J.J. Reddick the other day about it because he's he started the last six years uh, and he's coming off the bench this year, um, which he ended up starting because of Zion's injury. But we we were talking about how, how different it is and how how you've, not only in your, your mind kind of thing, how you've got to adjust, but physically it's different because you, you get warmed up and then you down for that first kind of stretch however long... Depending on your your team, how long you stretch on the on the benches at the start, and, um, it is different. I think I think one of the cool things, which obviously I've come off the bench um, here in Utah before, but um, I think the last three years you just get. I was I was very uh, I guess comfortable and used to starting in that role and, and playing that. I, I loved matching up on the the best of the best players at the start and um, taking on that challenge. And now I get to. I think the cool part is you get to, for me, you get to sit back and kind of watch the game a little, read the game, and, and see how the referees are playing, see how the other team's playing defensively, um, see what they're trying to do offensively, what they're trying to attack, and um, you come in and there's usually fouls on the on the board, so you can get to the free throw line early. It's just a it's a different, a very different way of I guess of thinking about it, I haven't thought like that for a while, but. Um, it definitely takes some adjustment. I, I said to, to Mike, our head of kind um, of healthcare, and that um, how how different it was. The first game I, I did it, which was the the second preseason game. I couldn't move the first few minutes of <laughs> subbing in just because I was so used to warming up and starting it. And so we've worked out a few little things. And, um, yeah, I mean it's fun. It's it's fun. New role, new challenge. and um, Obviously, whatever whatever helps the team win, I'm I'm happy to do.
1: So you did win the game, and I think you won the game in large part because that was a really good fourth quarter, thirty two twenty one. Now, of course, you know, Jazz fans were really riding the roller coaster. They want it. They want it so badly. They want it for you. They want it for them. I mean, they're just they're living and dying every possession, which is a crazy way to try to get to through 82 games, but nonetheless. <laughs> um, but in the middle of the game, when you're falling behind, there's still some sense of confidence. What do you see, what do you know that in the fourth quarter the group is really able to take over the game? And it was different combinations of guys. It wasn't just one group that went on a run and won the game. It was different combinations. What does that, what clicks in the fourth
4: quarter? Uh, I think just the, kind of the, the... – the continuity of us, us playing together and, and playing in a, obviously we hadn't played a game for a week as well, but just, just you, you, once the game starts and you go into the game, you scout, you do all the, the stuff you can. And then the first few games are hard too, because OKC only played a few preseason games, you watch a little bit, but even their guys, their guys don't play all, obviously everyone kind of load management or whatever in the, the preseason as well. And, um so you're figuring things out along the way, and I think we just found some things we could attack. Um, I think we found the, the Gallinari thing. We, we kind of attacked that a little bit, and Donovan was was great in that. Um, defensively, we were we were great. They're, they're a big offensive rebounding team with, with Adams and all their wings crash every time. I think we we're able to clean up the rebounds uh, a lot more in the last quarter, and um, which gets us out running, which is what we want to do. And, I think offensively for us, you just kind of figure it out along the way. We, Like I said, we figured out what was kind of working. We figured out where we wanted to go. And um, realistically, too, we're, we're, we've only got a very small part of our offensive package um, that, that we've had over the few years. And like I said, obviously, because of it, um, getting these new guys in and, and getting them kind of comfortable with the system, we've only put a little bit of stuff in. So... As we get more comfortable, we're going to have more and more staff, and and find um, easy ways to score and um, and all that. So um, it's a good good first up win, and like I said, we'll we'll go watch some film today and head off to LA and and obviously get better and get ready for for the next one.
0: So the last several years, it's been all about the Warriors, obviously, particularly in the Western Conference, and everybody knew that we were going to run through this regular season, but most likely it was going to be the Warriors, and it ended up being the Warriors. Now, they've got their issues here with injuries and departures, and all these players have changed teams and everything. Do you feel, not just for the Jazz, but maybe there's five, six teams now in the West who have some sense of new life in that the door is open, there's an opportunity to get to the NBA Finals because the Warriors as we knew them are no
1: more?
4: Uh, yeah, uh, I think parts of it. Teams do think that. Uh, I think, um, uh, I think a lot of teams were a few years ago, especially we're just going to kind of wait out those next few years. Obviously, you, you, you're playing to to win, and, and I think our team the last few years matched with the Warriors kind of better than anyone. I think we we played them really well, um, but now I think there's with all the movement and change and and all that. Some teams have like. Denver teams run it back with the same team as, as we did the, two years ago and um, we've had a lot of change. A lot of teams that haven't had a lot of change ha- have had a lot of change. So, um, Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that are really good. I think as the the season plays out, obviously it kind of, it opens up a little more and you, you figure out who, who the, the, the teams that are really playing well together as well. Um, not just having good players but, but playing together and offensively, defensively. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are really good this year, and um, you, you really can't be kind of off your game or, or um, picking and choosing when you want to show up and, and play. It's it's so competitive that um, I, I think CJ McCollum said it the other day. It's it's too strong a conference to to load management um, or, or sit out games or rest, um, which is which is his opinion or the, the, the Portland team, um, whoever's kind of mentioned that, but. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a it's a really strong conference. It's a really strong league, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun year.
1: Joe Ingles joined us here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. So, you know, in our role, we're supposed to have uh, thoughts, opinions, deep thoughts, and know things for sure. So you're
4: gonna say favorites, and I was gonna be the favorite.
1: Oh, absolutely! Oh, that just goes without saying. Yeah. I got
0: posters to... of you in my house, yeah, Joe. It's absolutely.
4: Oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But is there stuff that we just can't know that no one can know because even though that was nice to win game one and all that, when you have this many new guys, the Jazz are still a work in progress and everything you can say about the turnover in the Jazz roster you just alluded to, the Lakers made a lot of changes, the Clippers made a lot of changes, the Rockets made a major change acquiring Westbrook, Uh, Denver's probably pretty similar, Portland made major changes, so you guys are all going to be figuring stuff out over these first 20 and 30 games, and trying to win while you do it, but you're still going to be figuring stuff out.
4: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's why as, obviously as much as that was game one, and it's um, a very early early kind of reason to to kind of use this, but um, winning one game, obviously it's only one game, but winning like that, the way we won that game Um. It's just a. It's a really. We think it's a really good win. There, I think, and I think OKC will also creep up on a few teams and 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 win some really good games. They've got a lot of young guys. Obviously, Chris and and Stephen Adams, who are have been around. They'll get Robertson back, who's great defensively. But they're 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 still a really good team. Um, you don't lose Westbrook and get Chris Paul and and all of a sudden be be horrible. Um, so uh, I think they'll be. Really competitive. I think they'll win a lot more games than, than probably what maybe what people think from the outside. But f- for us, I think it was a really good win to to, to have a close game like that. Um, we, we've struggled sometimes with close games before, um, or, or we, especially last year, struggled with games that we're supposed to win or that we're the favourite in for that game or, or whatever the um, the word is. So. I think I think for us it was, a, it was a really good first up win. It was a, a gritty home win. Obviously, like you said, defensively to to hold them to twenty one in the last quarter and um, and come out with a win is is really nice. So, uh, um, still tons to to watch and learn and and improve on. But uh, I, I think it was a really good win for us to to keep building on from from game one to game two.
0: I was really impressed with Moutier. You know, he had a lot of hype going back to high school. I don't know if you followed it and his career and all that and a high draft choice. So I wasn't really sure of what to expect. But I thought he came in and gave you exactly what you needed from the backup point guard role. Uh, What do you think of him?
4: I I love him. Um, I didn't know too much about him. Um, But I guess only what you know about playing against him and scouting him um, for your own kind of games or whatever. Um, but I, I've really, I've been impressed with him from, from obviously the day that I got here um, a few weeks ago and just the way he goes about it. I think he, he's obviously, he's played a lot of basketball. Um, he's still really young, but has played a lot. I think for him it was, it, it's a great spot, great great team, great system um to, to be in I think the freedom he gets to play his style, which you saw last night um he, he's he's really good defensively he's kind of um he, he's smart he gets his hands on it, he stays in front of his guys and then uh, he can he can rebound it and, and push it which is 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 great, which all of our guards can do and and then on offensive he's just very he's a lot more points than I probably thought he was previous to playing with him um, he, he takes his time He he's, he's obviously big and strong uh, which helps him finish over the, those point guards that he plays against um, but yeah like you said I think he, he's he, he brings a perfect complement to, to what Mike brings us right now and um, they're, they're different players and they, they obviously both bring um, some really good stuff. so I've, I've been really impressed and I think he's he's a hell of a player um, as all the additions we've got ain't just just Gray and filling in his his role and uh, Boyan's been been great. He's missed some, some shots, but we obviously have pushed him to keep shooting. Um, but everyone we've got has, has been unreal since getting here.
0: Did you play with Boyan along the way anywhere?
4: Never, no. I played against him for yeah. Croatia, Australia, right. Croatia. Right. That's about it.
1: All right, Joe, well, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Good to have you back, and we will talk to you again appreciate
4: next it. week. No worries. Thanks for having me.
1: Joe Ingles Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, coming up, more of your takes on Game 1. We got a couple of interesting ones. We got a couple of different takes, stuff we haven't heard yet. We've heard a lot about Moutier and about three-point shooting and about the fourth quarter. Got- well, I'm telling you, man, watching that game put me in a great Moutier. The 9 o'clock listener has some different takes, and we'll get to some of those next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.